everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about a weight loss plan that you enjoy because you need to have a plan that is comfortable for you. And let's set an even higher bar that we actually enjoy it. And I know this is something that's like, huh? It's like you never think about a weight loss plan that you'd actually enjoy doing, which is a huge part of the problem. Because if we're really honest, if you look at your weight loss plan, you don't enjoy it. As a matter of fact, you absolutely despise it. You hate it. It's boring. It's frustrating. You feel deprived. This is why you're not doing it and why you'll never do it for a long time. So you need to stop looking and measuring the weight loss plan by how much weight you lose in the first couple of weeks and start measuring it, at least in part, also with how you feel about doing it. Because if you hate doing it, you're not going to do it for long. And I think if you reflect on your weight loss attempts in the past, you're going to notice that the reason you stopped doing it is because you didn't enjoy doing it. So we need to make the enjoyment of the weight loss plan one of the primary factors that you focus on when you're choosing a plan. And once you open yourself up to this possibility, it's not as crazy as it may sound. You can absolutely enjoy your weight loss plan. And again, the weight loss eventually turns into weight mastery. So really what I'm talking about is a weight mastery plan, but it's going to start off as a weight loss plan. So how do you enjoy it? Well, you enjoy it like you would enjoy any other thing that you wanted to learn. And so if you wanted to learn a musical instrument, you wouldn't start by practicing 10 to 15 hours every day right? Because that would cause you to hate it. <laughs> and so the same things with the weight loss. What you're doing historically to lose weight is you're jumping into these plans, uh, overwhelming yourself, right? You're jumping into keto with no carbs starting tomorrow, no sugar, 1200 calories. I'm going to track every calorie. You're going from nothing to all. It's overwhelming you. And so a big part of the reason that you don't enjoy the weight loss plans you're following is because you jump into them 100% and you can't do that. You can't do it with anything. You want to run a marathon. You don't start tomorrow by running 20 miles. It's again, in any other context, this is just common sense. But when it comes to weight loss, because we've been conditioned to be so impatient, uh, we jump into these plans and it gives us almost, it's, it makes no sense. Again, if we put it in a different context, if you want to lift weights, you want to start getting stronger, are you going to go tomorrow and work out for two hours and then expect to work out two hours the next day? because you're gonna overwhelm yourself and it's not gonna work. It's a shitty strategy. So you have to look at this with these same eyes at your weight loss approach. And you'll very quickly realize a lot of things that what you've been doing doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's a good thing because now you can fix it. And the way to fix it is to really focus on two things. One is to, as I was saying, whatever plan you're gonna follow. So you wanna do keto, you wanna do one of these, these crazy diets, okay, fine but at least start a little bit slower. Maybe start the first week by cutting 25% of your carbs out. The second week, we're going up to 50% and work up to the goal instead of just jumping right into it and think you can do it on day one. And then number two, which I hope you really take to heart, is that do number one, where you start off slowly making strategic changes that are manageable for you and aren't overwhelming and create a way to master your weight that works for you. So you don't just jump into a keto plan because Maybe keto works for you. Maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe the Weight Watchers works. Maybe it doesn't. But ultimately, you need to create a one-of-a-kind plan for yourself, a one-size-fits-one plan for you. And so if you put these two things together, what ends up happening is you start making slow, strategic changes to what you're doing, to how you're eating and how you're living that you're able to maintain. 
And because you're able to maintain them, you're able to build on top of them. And so week after week, month after month, you get better in following your plan and creating a plan that's custom made for you. And this brings you to a completely different destination than the diet mindset of jumping into whatever plan 100% for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and then going right back to what you always do and just repeating that cycle for the rest of your life. All right, this is the alternative. So again, you can enjoy your weight loss plan. And once you enjoy it, everything changes and your chances of success go way up. So I hope you take this to heart and I hope you enjoy your weight loss plan. So if anyone has a question, feel free to ask them. We'll get to them. And make sure to miss any. And now we just get started here. So if, uh, all right, user. Uh, user says, I feel like I'm stuck with this excess weight and no matter how little I eat, I feel no difference. Um, yeah, what do I do? So great, right? We, we talked about this yesterday because we're, we're talking about negative thoughts. So I would recommend that you go, you know, just so you know, I do these lives every every weekday and uh, you can watch them. You can listen to them on a podcast, on any of the podcast platforms. You can watch the replays on YouTube in the live section. And so yesterday I talked about negative thoughts uh, a little more in depth. But basically this idea, I feel like I'm stuck with this excess weight. I feel like I'm stuck being overweight and no matter how little I eat, nothing changes is what I'm, what I'm kind of reading about that. Cause, or, or, you know, to be more specific and that's what I'm looking to do here is I want to get specific. Are you saying that no matter what I do, no matter how little I eat, the weight doesn't come off? Or are you saying no matter how little I eat and I start losing weight, I don't feel any different even if I lose weight? So I don't, I'm not sure which one you mean, but I'm gonna go with the one because it's very common that people will say, no matter how little I eat, I can't lose weight. And that's not true. What's happening is I'm not losing weight fast enough. No matter how little I eat, I can't lose weight fast enough to really keep me motivated. We need to be clear with our words. And I wanna see if you're clarifying for me which one you mean, I'll make a, make a lot of sense. I can tailor what I'm saying to you to be more specific. Um, so I just want to see. Nope, the first one. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no matter how little I eat, I can't lose weight. I don't see a difference. And again, what comes in, what the thing you have to take into account is the time factor. It's always the time factor. Because as a dieter, you have a diet mindset, and the dieter mindset is a temporary mindset. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. So you think about weight loss as a temporary thing. As soon as you think about it as a temporary thing, you get impatient. You say, well, if it's a temporary thing, I want to do it as quickly as I can. And as soon as you think I'll do it as quickly as I can, you do the most extreme thing you can to make it happen quickly because you can't lose weight quickly unless you do extreme things. So I would love to know like what you're doing. If you could fill me in with what you have tried to do, I'm going to guess that it's something extreme, something like cutting calories down to 1,200, not eating any carbs, uh, counting every point, tracking every point, I bet it was something extreme. And what happens when we do something extreme is, first of all, we experience time distortion, okay? So if all of a sudden you completely change your eating and become consciously aware of everything you're doing, days start to feel like weeks, weeks feel like months. And so you get through a week where you've changed all of your eating perfectly, it feels like it's been a month and you go step on the scale and you've lost a pound or two and it feels very discouraging. So we need to recognize the time component when it comes to your weight loss goals and how you're measuring it and how you feel about it because it's never fast enough for you pretty much. And the only times that it is fast enough for you, it's almost unsustainable methods. So people love keto because again, it's quick weight loss, but what it does is it causes them to never recognize that the quick weight loss never lasts because they can't stick that strictly to a plan. 
So again, what I'm saying is exactly aimed for you, where the reason you're stuck is because you're, I know you're doing extreme things as I'm waiting to see if you, if you answer that. Um, yeah, all of the above. There we go. Right. So it's all of the, all of the above, but they're all extreme things. They're unsustainable. And you're jumping into them 100 miles an hour. As I say, it's like if you want to learn to play the piano and you say, I'm going to learn, I want to really want to learn the piano and I want to learn it quick. So I'm going to practice 10 hours a day. Well, that sounds like a great plan until you practice for 10 hours a day. And the next day you wake up and your fingers are cramped up and you hate the piano and you can't get yourself to practice again. So it's an unsustainable strategy. And so what we need to do is right off the bat, we need to reframe the process um, from it's not about weight loss. Anyways, it's really about weight mastery because you don't just want to lose weight. You want to lose the weight, get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the bigger goal. And aiming at weight loss and aiming at weight mastery are two completely different paths. Because when we aim at weight loss, we tend to choose unsustainable extreme things to lose weight quickly because that's all that matters to us. When we focus on weight mastery, we tend to take a more strategic approach. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you go to college, that's, that's academic mastery. Whatever thing you decide to study, you're committing two, four, eight years to mastering that. And it's broken up into pieces. So it's, you know, uh, doable as opposed to like, if you said, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get my law degree in four years, uh, two years, I'm going to learn everything right away. Right. That's a very difficult process, but dieting wise, that's what you're always doing. And then um, they followed up by saying overthinking everything I'm eating, whether I have enough protein, et cetera, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. That, that's the point I'm trying to get to. Um, everything you've done to try and change your weight is exhaust you before you can ever get any weight loss results. So um, weight mastery is a much more strategic approach. And there's a great quote that, that I think really encapsulates everything I'm talking about here, that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And you're consistently fixated on how much weight you can lose this month. And the idea of losing weight over the year is just... It's not compelling to you. It's not interesting to you. However, when you take a step back, you'll probably realize, yeah, setting myself strategically to master my weight over the next year, to, to really focus on the, uh, what can I do over this next year, that's going to serve you much better. You know, again, you're in such a rush. Your impatience and your, your rush to lose the weight is really your biggest trap mentally, mindset-wise. Because again, if you're in such a rush, and the only thing that matters is fast weight loss, the only way to possibly do that is extreme things that are unsustainable that exhaust you and you're literally getting exhausted. You can do it for a couple days or weeks, sometimes a couple months, and then you get exhausted and you go back to what you always did. So you need to look at this as a transformation process and transformation doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a month. I've been doing this for 30 years because of course the, the big question is how long do you want to keep the weight off for? And I know the answer is forever. But everything you're doing is fixated on short-term results. And this is why you're exhausting yourself. And this is why you either you either bounce from extreme diet to extreme diet. You said you mentioned all of them, right? And most people have tried all of them. You go from keto, which is extreme, folks. Keto is an extreme diet. And then you go to Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers is extreme. Counting every single thing you eat, it's, it's extreme. To go from not tracking anything to tracking everything is an extreme shift. To go to 1,200 calories a day, extreme. You're cutting 60 to 70% of your calories out probably in one day and expecting you're going to stick with it. That's extreme. <laughs> and, and take your pick. Just keep on moving. We'll just go through all the diets. They're all extreme because you're going from nothing to all in one day. And you wonder why you're exhausted. 
again, it, it, it's common sense when you take a step back and look at it, but you're so trapped in the diet or mindset that you don't realize this and you wonder why you're not getting the results you want. You wonder why you're so feel so overwhelmed. It's right there in front of you. You just can't see. You just need to take a step back though. Oh, oh, I do see. And so you need to focus on your weight mastery. And um, again, it's a longer process, but folks, isn't that what you want? Don't you want to live at your goal weight? You know, I know the dieter mantra is, oh, I just want to lose the weight. Well, what happens when you lose the weight? Oh, I don't know, Jim, I'll figure it out then. Will you? Because it's estimated that 82 to 95% of people do not figure it out. They lose the weight and they put it right back on. What's your history? Most people have lost the weight and then put it back on a couple times at least. And now they can't even get themselves to start a plan. And it's because subconsciously you know those plans don't work. You know the diets don't work. You just haven't figured out what to replace it with. And I'm telling you what to replace it with. It's a mindset approach. And what I always say to people, if, you, if you're not in my world, go to my bio, click the link, get the free hypnosis session I give you. It's called The New Thin Me. It's a 10-minute kickstart session. And watch the video I made for you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. Because I break down the whole weight mastery concept, the whole paradigm of how to think about this in a different way. It's only a half hour. It's completely free, but it could it could potentially put you on a completely different mindset path of how to approach your weight. And why not? Because I know you feel stuck. You're stuck as a dieter and you don't know what to do. And so I give you a lot of answers. So that's my kind of big suggestion to you that please go go check that out if you have not watched that yet. Um Really appreciate your guidance. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And if you're an overthinker, it's especially for you. I always say this, that I'm an overthinker. Pretty much everyone in the program, program yourself thin, is an overthinker. And so it's a good and bad thing. Everything's good and bad. But, but being an overthinker is not the problem. It's what you're overthinking. And what you're overthinking is a lot of diet mindset bullshit. And you need to replace that with good, solid strategy. And guess what happens? When you start overthinking good, solid strategy, good techniques, um, good questions, good mindset stuff, you start getting really amazing results quickly. So again, the overthinking is not the problem. You got the supercomputer of a brain, but you're running shitty programs through it. And so you need to upgrade the programs that you're running subconsciously so that they start moving you in the direction that you want to go in. Okay, I hope that makes sense. And that's what I help people do. Um, the year is going to pass anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The year is going to pass anyways. And so do you see this folks though, that like your impatience is what's keeping you stuck more than anything. Cause if you could stop with the impatience, you would instantly start to, you literally activate a different part of your mind, the impatience and that stress and that tension of losing the weight quickly. It's, it's activate your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response. And when you activate your fight, flight, or freeze response, the blood goes from your brain down to your body. And so you're not thinking as clearly. The fight, flight, or freeze mode is not a, a philosophical thinking state. It's a reactive, impulsive, take action state. And so you can't even think clearly. And when it comes to your weight, don't you notice this? You're, you're like, even if you start thinking about your weight, very quickly you start going to the stress state. It, create, it, it elicits a stress response in you. And as soon as you're stressed response, you can't think clearly. And so the first thing is just to calm down. That's why I say go get the hypnosis session because not only is it the hypnosis of what I'm saying that's helpful, but I think even more importantly, it's just, it's the calming and the relaxing. I bet you're not calm and relaxed. <laughs> you're probably not calm and relaxed. And because you're not calm and relaxed, you can't think clearly. And so when it comes to weight, you just feel over instantly. You can instantly start thinking about your weight. You reflect on the failures. You reflect on the stress and not knowing how to do it. And you go to a stress state and then you can't think clearly. So you got to calm down and relax and think about it from that place. 
and instantly you you start to become more um, more strategic and you start to think more clearly and creatively. And yeah, the year's going to pass anyway. So start setting yourself up for long-term success. You'd never done that. I know you've never done that. It's always the instant stuff. How quick can I lose the weight? And that is the focus that keeps you stuck more than anything else mindset wise. Because at the end of the day, your mindset is the number one thing impacting your weight. Your, your mindset's more important to your weight than your genetics, your menopause, your hormones, your Hashimoto's, your insulin resistance, all of those things. Your mindset's the number one thing impacting your weight. And until you learn to change it, you're always going to be in this struggle mode. And again, you've never learned how to change it. Again, I'm, I guess you could say I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to the weight because I think that, uh, you know, all the diets don't want you to lose weight. All the diets are owned by the big food companies. You know, Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, Carvel, and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They want you to keep eating their bullshit. And so they're training you. They're putting rocks in your head. That's why you've been trying to lose weight for 40 years and you're no further along the path. You don't know any more about how to lose weight now than before you start your first diet. I'm not saying this to be insulting. I'm saying just to wake you up, snap you out of the diet trance you're in, and to realize that there's a smarter, more intelligent approach that makes a lot of sense. Because right now, again, most dieters are just flummoxed. They just, they've tried every, I don't know what to do. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Well, that's not true. You know, it feels true to you. I get that it feels true to you. And I know that you've tried all these diets that are extreme. You can't stick with them. That's the problem, by the way. By the way, when people say, people talk in shorthand, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Well, that's shorthand for the deeper meaning is I try these extreme diets and I can't stick with them long enough to get the results or keep the results. And there's pretty much, there's very few people can stick to some extreme diet anyways. So you've got to approach this differently where you're really, you're not following these extreme diets. You're not following diets that are, make you miserable. You create a way of mastering your weight that works for you. You've never done that. I know you've never done it. And until you do it, you're always going to struggle because you're, you're what, you're trying to follow keto? And what, and then keto doesn't work and there comes up some other bullshit? Because what it was, it was paleo before that, it was Atkins before that. It's the same thing, just, just you know, you do low, low fat, I mean, just recycled, you know? And so it's like the question, the big question is when the last time you focus on your mindset? And if you did focus on your mindset, who'd you even learn from? I ask this question every day. There's, I ask, who are you going to learn a mindset approach to weight mastery from? I never get good answers. You know, there's, there's me, but I'm, I'm not national, you know? There's a couple other people that are you know, not, not out there in the world, you know? So you got to seek them out. But I'm glad you're here because I'm one of them. And that's why I say I, I give you more free stuff than anyone. Uh, so if you get in my world, I give you hypnosis session. I give you that video I made for you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. I, have, I email you every day, positive, encouraging, supportive stuff. Uh, I have a seven-day mindset challenge that I give you, and I got more things planned. So, uh, yes, I have things I, I sell too, but uh, I, I'm here to help you for free as well. For me, this is you know a mission for me, life and death. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Brenda says, thank you for just saying patience. I will be repeating this word to myself daily. Right, Brenda? That's what I mean. It's this idea that the diet industry has got us so cranked up on impatience. The diet industry doesn't want you to lose. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's why I tell you they're owned by all the big food companies. The food companies, all that matters to food companies is the bottom line. And so they're, they're clearly not going to buy some diet. They're never going to buy Program Yourself Then and blast that out to the masses. They'll never do that. I promise you. If they do, I'll eat all my words and I'd be thrilled over the moon because the instant they did that, their sales would instantly plummet. 
People regularly get my program, they stop eating that shit just naturally. So there's no way in the world that Heinz is ever going to buy program yourself then and blast it out to the world. That's never going to happen. And so when they are blasting diets out to the world, we have to think about this. Why is it? Because we've been doing goddamn Weight Watchers for 50 years now. How many times can you go back and try Weight Watchers again? How many times can you use some version of Keto Paleo Atkins again? How many times can you try the low fat thing? How many times can you track your calories? I mean, you know, it's like you're in this, this pathological thing where you keep trying something that doesn't work, you know? And so it does start with patience because what's your rush? Why are you in such a rush to lose the weight? I, I really, because it's not about losing the weight. It's about living at your goal weight. You know, I, I mean, dieters are the most impatient people on the planet to lose weight. And yet, if you ask them how much weight have you lost the last six months, last year, most of the time the answer you're getting is nothing. So it's it's very ironic. You know, I mean, it's, it's this weird state of being where you're so impatient about losing weight. And yet, if you look at what your results have been this year, this past six months year, it's nothing. You say, how long have you been impatient? Oh, for 30 years. Maybe it's time for a new strategy. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. We were talking about this yesterday. Like, why Why is it? There's something about humans are weird like this. Like, once we start doing something one way, it, it's very difficult for us to let go and do something else. I, I don't know what this is. But um, as, as someone who may want to lose weight, this is ground zero of your transformation is shifting your mindset and going from thinking about weight loss to weight mastery to living at your goal weight. I was um, I was just talking about today, I was doing a session. Like most people with weight loss, it's almost like they're buying a lottery ticket. It's like, okay, here, here goes, here's my, I'm buying my lottery ticket, I'm buying my keto ticket, let's see if it works this time. Let, let's see, I'm gonna start Weight Watchers again, bought my lottery ticket, let's see if this is the magical time it works, right? And it's, it's that that energy and that feeling of, let's see, what the what is let's see? That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. There's no foundation under you. There's some vague strategy of, oh, I'm going to count my points now. I'm going to try and make better decisions. I'm going to try and stop eating carbs forever. <laughs> you know, there's this vague idea of what you're going to do. And there is no underpinning foundation that's going to support you. And so let me just share it. In Program Yourself, then we follow the weight mastery pyramid. And it's mindset on the bottom, because it's the most important, then lifestyle, because that's the second most important, and then the eating. Now, listen, the eating is the most important thing when it comes to your weight, but you're not going to be able to change your eating for very long if you don't change your mindset and your lifestyle. And you can argue that all you want, but I think you're going to find that if you just jump into a diet and just try and change your eating, it's going to be short-lived. So once we have patience and we start to approach this, so instead of thinking like buying a lottery ticket, you want to think of it, it's like, like learning a trade almost. Like say you want to become like a plumber or an accountant. You know, even if you're not that bright, if you go through the training, you're going to end up on the other end knowing how to do plumbing, knowing how to be an accounting, right? Because you just learn the basic things and you keep practicing and you get good at them. Simple, right? So when you go, like you sign up to be a plumber or an accountant, you don't, oh, I don't know if I'm able to do this. You know, you will hit some times where you might be a little, you know, overwhelmed or, you know, confused. But it's like you have a sense, like I'm going to keep on working on this. You're going to end up on the other end mastering this area. But you don't do that with your weight, right? With weight loss, it's always like you're buying that lucky ticket. Is this the time? What's that mean? You know what I mean? Again, it just, it reveals that there's no foundation. There's no mindset foundation under you for your support. You know? Christine says, thank you. You are welcome. Um, Jody, yep. Hypnosis equals calming equals good choice equals weight loss. Yeah, but more important lifestyle changes. Yeah, Jody's in the program and that was a huge piece for her to start meditating, calmed her down. Again, everyone in, in, in Program Yourself Then is an overthinking, intelligent person. 
And so I know if you're listening to me right now, I know you're an overthinker because that's the only people that listen to me and talk fast and talk about a lot of crazy levels of things. So I know you're an overthinker, but what you're doing is you're using that overthinker overthinking against you because what you're always overthinking is the problems. You're always asking some version of what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I figure this out? Why can't I eat better? Why do I keep eating the bullshit? And you keep thinking about the problems and trying to figure it out. And um, it drives you nuts. And so I, I love in the program, we get very smart people. And once you reveal, you know, how to run your mind, they start aiming all of that, that firepower, all of that, that intelligent overthinking at the solutions. You've never done this. And once you start aiming all your brain power at the solutions, very quickly, very quickly things change. Because to be honest, a lot of times it's not even the eating piece. It is the mindset and the lifestyle piece that you have no idea about. You really don't. I know you don't. I know it because I know it because I do mindset for 30 years here. And when I say like mindset, the best thing I'll get, you know, if I say, who are you going to learn mindset from? They're like Carol Dweck. You know, she, she did the growth, fixed and growth mindset. Great stuff. I love it. But in the, in, the, in the realm of weight loss, mindset is usually really just a code word for willpower. Come on, you got to have the right mindset. Come on, come on. If you got the right mindset, then do it. Not in Program Yourself Thin, we break down the six components. Motivation, your self-image, your habits, your emotions, your thinking, literally nuts and bolts of how you think like a thin, healthy person, and your maintenance. So we, we deep dive into those so you create your own blueprints to master all those areas. I've never even seen anyone break the mindset into that. And the reason I came to it is I've done almost 6,000 private weight losses. I've been doing this for 20 years. And you start to notice patterns of what really move people forward. And again, the mindset's the ground floor of it. Then there's the lifestyle, the eight habits we follow. And then there's the eating strategy, you know, that we, we create for ourselves. So again, it's really important that we, I, I, my main message to you here is that if you're feeling disgust, discouraged, frustrated, apathetic about your weight, it's because the only way you can think about your weight is about as like a dieter. And the dieter mindset is, is a mental prison that you're existing in and you don't realize it. And so that's my main message to you is to give you some hope that if you've been struggling with your weight for 40 years, you're, you've got 40 years of experience that you could tap into like that once you start asking better questions, once you get your mindset right. And it changes everything quickly. So again, I just want you to realize that there, there is another way, but you've got to let go of the dieting. You've got to, please, please don't start at keto again. Don't join Weight Watchers again. If you've tried it 30 times, why would it be different the 31st time? You know, like, like you've got to, you've got to let that go and, and realize there's other ways. <laughs> Bonnie says, good afternoon. You speak the truth. Thank you. That, I do speak the truth. At least my truth. You know, I'll never bullshit you guys. Um, eating whole foods and unprocessed foods. Yep. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's the key. I mean, dietarily, that's the, that's the golden rule is the more whole unprocessed foods you eat, the easier time you're going to have, the better you're going to feel, the, the better you're going to look. No doubt. No doubt with it. Um, I really need a mindset. Yeah, of course. Right. I, I, everyone needs a mindset. I mean, it, it's deep, deep conditioning. You've been conditioned by the food industry, the diet industry, and the medical industry to, to think really backwards about your weight. And, um, if, again, I always ask this question. I mean, who would you even in the in the in the national scene? Who would you say is teaching you about weight mastery mindset? Like, like who's teaching you to think like a thin, healthy person? And I think you'll quickly realize no one, you, no nothing comes to mind because no one's teaching it. And don't you think? <laughs> I mean, when you really reflect on your weight loss, it's not knowing what to do. You have a good sense of what you should and shouldn't eat to lose weight. That's not the problem. Your biggest problem is your moods and your thinking. 
right? Because because again, you make good decisions sometimes, you know, healthy decisions sometimes, unhealthy decisions other times. Same knowledge, same you. So what's the difference between the two? That's usually the mood you're in. And the mood you're in is created by the thoughts that you consistently have. And you're probably very unaware of the thoughts that you're having. And to some degree, you're probably unaware of the moods that you have. And so, you know, once you start focusing on that, it's like it's like getting a pair of glasses. Like it's like you've seen blurry your whole life and all of a sudden you get these glasses, you can see things clearly. You can see things you could never see before. And all of a sudden, it, again, the process becomes... Ironically, I'm talking about going slower here, but ironically, it speeds up the process because... Just because you're obsessed with fast weight loss doesn't mean you're getting fast weight loss. Again, please look at the results you've been getting. As obsessed as you are with losing weight quickly, how much weight have you lost the last six months? It's probably not a number you're happy with. So again, the, the, the patience is, is a huge part to kind of calm your brain down and see things. Um, yeah, Extreme says, sad because no one knows what to do. Exactly. That's why I get on every day and I help you guys out. Um, what do you think about glucose levels monitoring? Um, I think that's a great idea. I think measuring how your body responds to different foods in terms of um, glucose levels is a wonderful thing to do, um, because I think if you if you manage your glucose levels, I think to a certain degree you're going to be managing your weight. Uh, you know, gl- spiking glucose levels is very unnatural. We, we've never been able to do that in history. Do you understand that? If I dropped you off in the woods, you ain't spiking your glucose levels. Short of finding a beehive, you know, eating all the honey out of it, or some, some fruit patch, but even that may not spike your blood levels. So again, it's the, it's the sugar, it's the flour, it's the, it's the processed foods that's spiking our glucose levels. So I think monitoring that to get a clear idea of what these foods are doing to your body is, is a wonderful thing as part of an overall strategy. Um, Brenna says, I may just have to repeat perseverance as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah, patience and perseverance for sure. Because again, it, it, it's like, it's, that's what I'm saying about the patience. Like what's the rush? You know, it's, there's only a rush if your goal is just losing weight. Because if your goal is weight mastery, what's the rush? Just relax. Enjoy the ride. You can start getting results instantly. And you can get those results consistently over time until you reach your goal weight. The whole process is fun. You're learning things along the way. Because again, I can't tell you, like, when you do your diet, in the back of your mind, you know it's temporary. And I know this every time you do a diet, even if you're losing weight, there's anxiety in the background because you're wondering how long you'll be able to do it for because it's a stressful, frustrating experience. So what I'm talking about with weight mastery is completely different. It starts off on day one being calm and relaxed. And program yourself, then you start the day, you, you, again, you wake up in the morning, you look at your phone, there's a message from me. You, you tap it and there's a five minute hypnosis session to listen to. So you start your day relaxed and calm. So when I say enjoying your weight loss, I mean it literally. And so this is a different approach than what you're doing because you dread day one, you dread your diet. And if you dread it, you're not going to do it for long. It's like so obvious, but we're just blind to it. And so if you enjoy the process, if you enjoy figuring things out, understanding yourself more, tweaking your eating, tweaking your thoughts, tweaking your lifestyle, the whole process is enjoyable. There's no rush. Again, it's like learning a musical instrument. It's like, you know, you just you enjoy the process. Oh, today I learned a new chord. Oh, today I learned a new song. Today I learned a new melody. Cool. You know, practice some more. And it's just you enjoy the moment. And, and so, and then you, but then you set yourself up forever. I've sit here in front of you. I dropped 50 pounds, but I've maintained it for 30 years. That's the point I want to make. I won blip 12 years ago, but it's been the same weight for, for that long because I love, I love the way I think. My mindset's solid. I love the way that I live and I love the way that I eat. So I got it all figured out. So it really resonates and, and fits me. So I like it. I'm not, I'm not wondering how long I'm able to do this for. I set it up to be able to do it forever. I want to do this for the next hundred years. 
So that's what I want for you all. And I just want you to realize it's a, it's a possibility, you know, cause a lot of people don't think it's a possibility. Um, I struggle daily, but I do an 80, 20. What do you mean by an 80, 20? We use 80, 20 concept in our program, but people have different ideas of what that means. But I'd like to know what yours is. Um, so true people like us and you, you have to be your own advocate and do research. That's absolutely true too. Yeah. That's part of the programming. When we talk about programming yourself, then part of the programming is learning new things, understanding food differently, you know, being able to see it with new eyes um, is very, very helpful. Um, Erica says my rush wants and now because I've already lost so many decades being unhealthy, letting that go is hard. I get that Erica, but you know, like right now you are becoming healthier. Oh, thanks Tavi. Um, you are becoming healthier already. So again, if, if you get, the more impatient you get, the less healthy you are. Impatience is a stress state. So that's not a healthy thing. And you let me know, the more impatient you feel, the more stressed out you get about the weight loss and how quick or slowly it's going, let me know how the eating goes when you feel that way. You know, so again, it's every, it, what this is built around, and again, this is almost like such a crazy thing to say when it comes to weight loss. Most weight loss is nothing or all. And what we're doing here is, something or all. So we're always doing something. And what follows beyond that is that really with Program Yourself Thin, the, the, the focus is 1% every day, 1% better every day. So we're trying to get 100% better tomorrow. We're trying to get 1% better today than we were yesterday. We'll get 1% better tomorrow than we were you know, today. And so that sort of mindset really sets you up for long-term success. And I think there's a peacefulness in that because and again, it's hard in the beginning, I think, because you're, yeah, you're not getting the results as quick. You're not getting like the, the weight loss results as quick. But if you measure the behavioral, if like, if you looked at your behaviors and you were really proud of yourself for the way you ate, you're really proud of yourself for going for a walk today or whatever things are important to you. If you started to look at the behavior and you felt really proud of yourself for that, and you knew that if I consistently do this, I know the weight's going to follow eventually. If you can live in that headspace, the whole process changes. You know, so remember that. Um, Hannah says, our subconscious always, my problem, keep giving my negative thoughts so true. Yeah, exactly. We got to learn how to reprogram our subconscious mind because we, we tend to generate negative thoughts pretty automatically. It's called the negativity bias and it's, it's very easy for us to do that. Um, so yeah. Christine says, people don't have the patience, they give up if they don't lose. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So again, that, that's one of the big problems with dieting is if your only motivation comes from the scale going down, you're going to be in big trouble because weight loss is inconsistent and unpredictable in the short term. So what happens for most people is they do everything perfect for the week and they may, you know, they're losing some weight the first week and they're kind of excited. And then the second week, you know, maybe lose some weight. But even if you do everything perfect for a month, there's going to be some weeks there where you lose more than others and some weeks where you may not lose any. And the second you hit a week where you don't lose much, how's your motivation? You know? So again, that's why I try to tell you it's the mindset. So much it's your expectations. It's the way you're framing this whole process. It's the time uh, frame you live within. All of these things are affecting you. And until you change them, why would anything change? I always think that's the most fascinating question. Like, what do you think's gonna, what's the difference between you right now, sitting here listening, struggling with your weight, struggling to stay on a diet, and you that you imagine some Monday that just perfectly does it? Like, it, it's, it's, it's fantasy thinking. Why, why would all of a sudden some Monday comes along and what, you just transformed in a different person somehow? Like, what, what, it, it's not, it's not a strategy. It's just, it's hope. It's again, it's buying a lottery ticket. It's just, it's pretending, it's fantasizing. You got to get yourself out of that. 
Um, what Nivy eats, I've lost lots of, I've lost a lot of weight, but the compliments are scary. I worry about how terrible I looked earlier and feel like rebelling and overeating just to prove that I was worthwhile, even when heavier. Thank you for saying that. That's a common one. Again, I, I here we go. Listen, folks, if you're overweight, I can almost guarantee you it's because you want to be, you want to weigh that. You weigh what you want to weigh, not what you wish you weighed. Okay. And most people weigh exactly what they want to weigh. Don't believe me? <laughs> so what Nivy eats, that, that's another point of it. This happens a lot with women. You know, if you've had any scary situations in the, ba- in the past, traumas, abuse, um, assaults, it's not uncommon for women to say, I'm going to protect myself from that ever happening again, but with the weight. And then this is, I, I like what Nivy said, because this is a, a more nuanced version of it as well. The same stuff that you don't want to lose the weight. I can almost promise you. Now, it's not always just because you're worried about, what's going, oh, I don't want to worry about guys. I don't want to worry about saggy skin. I don't want to worry about being worthwhile, that stuff. Sometimes it's just, I don't want to lose the weight as much as I want to keep eating the food I'm eating and living the way I'm living. Sometimes it's that simple. Um, but it's always want. You weigh what you want to weigh. I've never not seen that to be true. And if you don't think that, let me know. I, I would love to go go through it with you. But um, yeah, Nibby, what you're saying, that's very common too. Because what happens is if you've been overweight for a while, this is especially true if you've been overweight for a long time. What happens is as, as being overweight, you have a psychological immune system. And so you always habituate to what's going on. You may not like it, but you start to, you, you create a reality where you say, I'm worthwhile, whether I'm overweight or not, I'm, I'm worth, a worthwhile person, and you are. But then all of a sudden you start to lose weight and you start to get all this attention, and now you start to say, wait a second. Oh, you think I'm only a worthwhile person? I'm only worthy of compliments if I lose the weight? And then we start rebelling against that. So this happens a lot. And the reason I say, especially if you've dealt with this for a long time, this is especially prevalent if you had a parent who was busting your chops about losing weight because a parent's supposed to love us unconditionally. And so if the parent starts on us with the weight, what happens is we can very easily internalize that as they don't think I'm worthy unless I am thin. And we say, fuck you. And then we put the weight on just to fuck them. So this is the, this is the level of thinking you got to get to. I'm not saying these specific things apply to you, but it's this level of thinking of understanding subconsciously you weigh exactly what you want. You know, and it's a good way to think about it that way because it reveals more information. Um, Bonnie says, I do have anxiety about it. Exactly, Bonnie, but great. Recognizing that you have anxiety about your diet or whatever method you think you need to do to lose weight, I want you to recognize that it stresses you out and you have anxiety about it. That's why you're not doing it. Don't you find it odd that you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you can't get yourself to start a plan or do anything to actually lose the weight? Doesn't that, isn't that weird? You need to get, you know what happens to you? You know when you start your diet? It's the spontaneous pain-based event. You know when you start your diet... When you see a picture of yourself and you realize you're that big, when you catch a reflection of yourself, when someone says something shitty to you, when you got to go to the doctors, um, you know, when you step on the scale, it's, oh my God, you know, when the clothes that you always swore would fit, now they're tight, right? Something like that happens. You get so upset. That's it. I got to lose the weight. And you jump into some extreme plan for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you just go back to what you always did. And so you need that really painful thing to really get super fired up and motivated to do some really hard thing for a little while, and then you go back to whatever. And so now when you think about weight loss, you associate it with anxiety, stress, deprivation, all these negative things. Basically, you associate weight loss with pain. How crazy. Isn't that crazy? That the thing you think you want most subconsciously you associate with pain, not with pleasure. 
You don't associate weight loss with pleasure. I make videos that weight loss is one of those pleasurable things you can do and people losing their mind about that, right? But why wouldn't you think that? Why? Because you associate weight loss with dieting. That's why. You associate weight loss with dieting. And so you associate weight loss with pain and you avoid painful things. And that's why you're not losing weight. And so program yourself thin. There's no pain. There's no rush. Calm the fuck down. You don't got to lose weight all in one week. Would you relax? Because first of all, first of all, I must have a lesson today on this. Never mind the weight piece of it, right? I bet if you're like most people, you got to deal with the, the mental and emotional piece first. Emotionally, I, I bet, and energetic, I bet you're, I don't even know you, but I bet you're pretty stressed out in life, just in general. Never mind the weight piece even. I bet you're, you're up to here with life. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is never ending responsibilities. There's constant stress. Everything's expensive. You know what I mean? Like there's just stress around every corner. Okay. So maybe you're not like that. Maybe you're, again, maybe you're a person who's just got an abundance of calm an abundance of relaxation, abundance of time, energy, money, just totally chill. Right. But if you're not like that and you're stressed out and life's kind of like just never ending, like drinking out of a fire hose, if life feels like that to you, then maybe the weight loss isn't the first thing you need to, to focus on. Just saying. Because what is, we just said this, right? If, if you associate weight loss with dieting and dieting is doing something really extreme and difficult, then if you're already depleted because life's got you kind of on your heels, then you're going to start your weight loss plan by what? Cutting your calories down by half? Stopping to eat carbs completely? Forever? Stopping eating sugar forever? No more cookies or donuts or things you look forward to? So if a diet is, I'm going to remove all the good things in my life and I'm going to stress myself out even more. Is any wonder why you're, you're not doing it? <laughs> so again, you're overwhelming yourself. And so program yourself. Then again, we start with a five minute session. Can you do a, can you listen to a five minute hypnosis session in the morning? Can you commit five minutes in the morning to this? Yeah. Okay. Then that, now, then we start. All right. That, that's the starting gun. And so if you commit five minutes in the morning, we, we start and just that five minutes, could you use a little more relaxation? Could you use a little more calm and peacefulness in your life? Would that help you? Because when you're more calm and relaxed and centered and grounded, don't you naturally make better food choices? Yeah. So instead of trying to micromanage every single thing you eat and stressing yourself even more, why not calm down? Let, let's kind of build from the bottom up. Uh, uh, I always joke like each day, I think like your, your, your eating is like you're building a house each day with your nutrition. And so the first meal is like the f basement, the, the second meal is the, the first floor, and then the third meal is the, the third floor, second floor. And so we want to have a firm foundation. And when you're dieting, there's no foundation under you. You're just taking this wild whack at things. You know, it's just a wild swing, um, hoping that you just, again, win the lottery ticket. And uh, it's just, it's stressful, you know, but it doesn't have to be. Um, Lena says, is fasting better than eating small meals all day? Um, I mean, I couldn't answer that for you because I don't, I don't know how your body responds. So for you, if you fast and it's really easy and you feel light and amazing and, and you're losing weight, great. If you try and fast and you hate it and it's miserable, that, that was my, I hate fasting, um, long-term fast. I, I intermediate fast. I hate using that word. Um, just simply because I call it nighttime fasting. Honestly, it's about 12, 13 hours a day where I don't eat. I love that. So again, it's about building around what works for you. Because who gives a shit what I say? If I sit here and say, yeah, fasting's better. You got to fast. If you're going to lose weight, fasting's better. That's what you got to do. Which, by the way, is 99% of the weight loss industry. 
They don't fucking know you. I don't know you, Lena. I don't know you enough to say, um, yeah, fasting's better. Because who knows? I don't know what your preferences are. I don't know what your lifestyle is. I would need to have a conversation with you and to find out, have you tried both of these? How do you feel? How's your hunger affected? How's your moods? How does it feel emotionally? You know, I'd want to know those things before I answer the question. But unfortunately, 99, and I don't give a fuck. You could have a PhD in nutrition and, and whatever, and fasting, whatever the, that, that person would have that degree in. You could have a PhD in it. And one thing me and the PhD are equal in is that we don't know Lena. We don't know how Lena responds to fasting or eating small meals all day. You know, so this is part of my big issue with the diet industry and the weight loss industry is they're always telling you like the, the perfect plan. You know, so I'm sure you could go online and you could find half the people saying fasting's better. No, eating small meals better. And this is part of the problem because now as a dieter, you're flummoxed. You're like, ah, 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 wine good, wine bad, fasting good, oh, fasting's bad, oh, small meals, oh, small, oh, oh, God. Huh. And then you just, what happens eventually with all that? I'm just going to opt out. Holy shit. I don't know what to do. And you just opt out. And so what I'm suggesting to you as an alternative to that is you reference how you feel about it. Build your weight mastery plan around you. Experiment with fasting, experiment with small meals, and notice how you feel from them. And then go from there. Build on which one works better for you. Right? Um, and that's a better strategy. What's up, Gene? Gene Cave says, thank you for mentioning your blip. I work full-time, grad school, and moving center home miles in four days. Yeah, I do mention the blip, and I think that's an important piece of my story because when I had my blip... It was a 25-pound blip in six months, and it was because I had a. We, we moved into a new house that we completely redid, um, running my business, and I had a baby that didn't sleep well. And so, again, listen, folks, life matters. Dieters have this idea that you're going to get the weight loss off, and then it's like this fixed state where you're now going to be at that weight forever. And it that's not true. Um, mastering your weight is like surfing, where you're the conditions are always changing. Right? When you're surfing, you're not just like, okay, now I'm, it's, it's not like a stable thing. It's not a static thing. It's a dynamic thing. The wave's always changing. Things are always changing, so you always have to adjust. Weight mastery is a bit like that. Now, we create structured uh, things within the mindset, lifestyle, and eating plans um, to withstand some of that. But again, life's real. And when you have these really stressful times, like, yeah, grad school, movie center miles, full-time, sometimes life gets the best of us. And in those times, we're not going to eat as well I'll give you the best example of this. And she's one of my favorite clients, but she's a wicked perfectionist and she's a teacher at a very competitive school. And so she gets the summers off two, three months, every summer completely got it off. And then at the last month, two months of school are madness, you know? And she'll be like the last two months, of school, I'm not eating like I was during the summer. Yeah, no shit. Like, like no shit. You're a human being. And obviously the situation is going to affect you. you you're not a robot. Even if you diet down to your... And I don't know how people think this because most of you have had an experience where you've lost weight and then you put the weight back on. So I don't understand this idea. It's this wishful thinking of thinking that you're going to lose the weight and then you'll just always figure it out. Like you won't if you don't have solid strategies. And so I had a blip, but I was able to get myself back on track relatively quick because I had strategies that, that stand the test of time. They're custom built for me. And I have a number of strategies, by the way. You got to understand the diets are all tactics. You need, you need a holistic, comprehensive strategy to master your weight. Every diet is one tactic. Just don't eat carbs. Just don't eat sugar. Just don't eat fat. Just count your points. Just eat 1,200 calories. Just don't eat for 16 hours. It's always one thing because they know you're overwhelmed. 
And so they make it conceptually sound as simple as possible. And this is, it's an illusion. It's like a carnival game. Carnival games are like this, right? They make them seem so easy, but then you go and do it and it's way harder than you thought. That's a diet. And so I'm sitting here telling you not what you want to hear because you want to hear me. What do I have to do? You want me to tell you one thing, but there's not just one thing. It's a, it's a holistic, comprehensive approach. And so, oh, I just want one thing. Okay, fine. But that's not going to work. And at some point when you start to realize, okay, here's the system and we start to strategically implement it. I know you just want the one thing and have it change tomorrow, but that's not real life. And the sooner you realize that, the, the better. But again, what, what Program Yourself Thin is, which I, it's a holistic system, mindset, lifestyle, eating, where we strategically, you go through and fill out your blueprints or your roadmaps. So when I had my blip, I was able to get back on track very quickly, relatively, right? So I put, you know, six months, I got off track. I remember it. It started, we moved in, in November and um, it started then because it was just craziness. And there was no foundation because all of a sudden, a new, new environment, new baby, life felt upside down. And so, um, again, I was lucky I had my mindset work I'd done, the lifestyle work and the eating strategies I had, and that supported me in getting back on track. And now, you know, back to my, my, my goal weight. Um, Eric says, I've made more positive behavior changes than ever before. Going to start listing them to stay positive. That's a great idea, Erica. Our brain, we all have a negativity bias, folks. We all, we, we remember negative things way more easily than positive things. You've got to recognize this. Again, this is such a huge part of programming yourself then is understanding the brain you're working with. You don't understand your brain at all and it creates a lot more problems for you, you know, which bums me out. Um, but one of the big things about your brain is we, we remember negative things are way more impactful on us and we remember them a lot more than positive things. So Erica here has been making wonderful changes in her lifestyle, um, her eating, and I, I forget what, what your weight loss is at. Um, but then it starts to plateau and slow down a little bit, which is normal. And so all of a sudden our brain starts glomming on, locking onto the negative stuff, telling ourselves negative stories. And so listing out all the positive things is a great strategy to balance that bias out so you can see things more accurately. Because your brain doesn't see things accurately. It sees things in all kinds of biased ways. And it's of so many biased ways that are sabotaging you. And once you understand the biases and adjust for them, it's a lot better. And by the way, these biases you can't fix. So I tell you, you got a negativity bias and you say, well, I'm going to be more positive. No, you're not. No, you're not going to be more positive. You're always going to have a negativity bias. It's hardwired into us for millions of years of evolution. It was more important to remember where the lion was than where the beautiful flower was, okay? Because it meant that it had to do with our survival. So we're always going to have a negativity bias. So we need to have strategies to deal with that. All right, so listing them out is a great one, Erica. Good job. Um, Jamie says, I just started following you and you're really spot on. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate you saying that. And I am spot on. <laughs> like, I really am. I'm not saying I got all the answers, but as far as mindset goes, I don't think you're going to find a more compelling, common sense, practical approach to mastering your weight and really also understanding why you've been stuck. It's not because you're broken. It's not because you have no willpower. It's not because you're a sugar addict. It's because you have literally never been taught how to deal with your mindset. Never once. Your problem's not that you don't know what to do. It's that you don't know how to get yourself to do it, which I guess technically is that you don't know how to get yourself to do it, right? So you don't know that. But once you learn that, it's a completely different game is all I can say. So I'm, I'm glad you're following me. And again, if you're new to my world, please go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. It's free. It's called The New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session designed to clarify and connect you to your goal weight because program yourself thin is all built around wanting wanting to eat better because you're really excited and motivated to feel better 
to master your weight and to become the best version of yourself possible. And so where the diets are all about this strict, just less deprivation, less pleasure, it sucks, it's hard. Programming Self Thin is relaxed, calm, and enjoyable. And it starts right with that hypnosis session, which is completely free. And then there's a video I made for you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. And it'll give you, again, I always I, I do everything I can to urge you to watch that because it gives you kind of like a start to finish concept of what we're talking about here. And when I do these lives, I'm all over the place. And um, that, that video I made is really a, uh, it's just a complete, you know, start to stop uh, explanation of it. Um, it hurts when you say that. It does hurt, but that's okay. A little bit of hurt's okay because I would take the hurt of realizing that you don't want to lose weight, that you weigh exactly what you want to the hurt of struggling with your weight for 50 years and potentially dying before you needed to. You know, again, if you don't know, my story started what really started before that, but it really kicked off. My dad died of a heart attack at 54. I was nine years old. And so for me, the reason I do these every day is this is a mission for me. I want to help as many people as possible with their goal weight because I want you to live as long as you possibly can. And I want you to have the best quality of life while you're alive. And I think, again, the dieting motivation so often is I want to wear a bathing suit to the beach. You know, and it's like, I want you to do that too. That's fine. I get it. But I'm talking about real life shit here. I'm talking about living as long as you can because what you're putting into your mouth and how you're living are most likely going to be the biggest factors in dictating how long you're alive for. Alive. And sometimes I say to people, ah, those are the worst years anyways. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. We've got so much shitty conditioning in our heads from, from the food companies, from the diet companies, but this is life or death. I mean, your life can be so much better. That's why I say, you know, program yourself tends about taking your weight loss and wrapping in personal development. Program yourself then technically is not a weight loss program. It's not even a weight mastery program. It's really a personal development program. It's about becoming the best version of you possible. And one aspect of that is you being at the weight you want to be at. But it's so much more. And that's what people in my program always find out. It's like their relationships improve, their work improves, their moods improve, their hobbies improve. Everything improves. That's what we want. We don't just want to like, everything sucks, but I've lost weight. That, that's not sustainable. You're not going to keep that up. So again, it's a completely different approach. So I'm glad you found me. And again, take it a step deeper, get that hypnosis session and watch it. And then, um, yeah, in terms of the, the hurts, it's... Uh, it's different. So, so Jemmy, Jemmy says, I, uh, I disagree. And so if Jemmy is still here, uh, I, I would love to hear why you disagree with that. You think you really want to lose weight. And, and again, I, I'm stick with me here. Cause I know this is, it's triggering for people to hear, but I think it's also very instructive for what's going on. Because if you think you really want to lose weight and you're not, I think that's not the correct way. I think most people say they want to lose weight, but they really wish they'd lose weight and or they don't know what to do so far you know i got the mindset 100 it's working slowly maria maria nice job um relaxing is hard i get it caitlin relaxing was super hard for me and i've been obsessed with it for 30 years and i'm still not as relaxed as I, I thought i would be but i'm way more relaxed it's hard but it's a skill and it's one of the most worthwhile skills you can do it um hey lisa all right hey jim i signed up this morning super duper yeah again uh, the program I can't think of any better program. And I'm off on my bias, of course I am. But uh, Program Yourself Thin is the most genius. I always say it's the number one weight mastery program because 
no one's got a weight mastery program. So, but it really is. It's one of the most comprehensive programs there is. So that's awesome, Lisa. I'm super, super excited to see in the program. I think you're going to love it. So super. And make sure you get on these calls here. These lives help a lot. A lot of the people getting the best results in the program. They're watching the lives. Really inundate yourself, yourself with this stuff. Um, I think it was like a weight mastery cocoon. So the more kind of exposure you get to it, the more effective it's going to be. And then if you ever have questions, again, you get the Tuesday calls. Um, I don't know if you got the coaching or not, but um, it's uh, you got the Tuesday calls and you got these lives I do every day. And so if you ever have questions, you get on here and ask me and I'll uh, help you out with it. Um, yeah, so Jemmy, I don't think Jemmy's here anymore. But again, people that think that they want to lose weight, I'm here to tell you that you weigh what you want subconsciously. Um, and so if you think that you really want to lose weight, but you're not, uh, I think that you should explore that. Okay, yeah, there, there's Jemmy. I disagree when you said you weigh what you want to weigh. Um, so let me ask you this, Jimmy, on a scale of one to 10, how motivated are you to lose weight? Would you say? Cause, it, cause you can all go through this, right? Cause I think this is a very clarifying question I'm about to ask you, but I, if you, if you really believe that you weigh, you don't weigh what you want, you, you want to weigh less and you haven't been able to 10. Okay. So Jimmy's got a 10 of motivation, right? To lose weight. So let me ask you this, Jimmy, right now you got a 10, but let me give you just a, a mind thought experiment. If the person that you love most in your life was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight over the next month, you're never going to see this person again. In that scenario, and I know it's an unpleasant thought, but but in that scenario where that person's life to some degree was about you losing weight, what would your motivation be on that level? Would that be a 10 too? And I want you to think about this, because again, we always learn through contrast, right? We always learn through contrast. I give up eating. Okay. So again, it, it, it's, there's, there's always an extra level above. And I only say this is, I don't want you to give up eating. That's not a long-term strategy. My point is this, that when you ask that question, there's another level above, I'm going to assume. Have you been approaching your weight loss with that level? Has that, has that when, you're, when you said a 10 at first, was that really accurate? Because the kidnapping example is a 10, a 10, okay? So do you think that you're at that level of motivation? Do you think you're at that level of focus? And, and thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Maybe not. Because when we tell ourselves, I want to lose weight more than anything else, and we're not losing weight, what happens is we, that's a powerless belief because now we feel powerless. I've done everything I can to lose weight. My body won't lose weight. And what happens is that's a hypnotic suggestion that causes us to not see the real problem. And the real problem most of the time, all of the time, is that we're not doing the right things consistently. And so if we tell ourselves we are doing the right things, but our body just doesn't lose weight, that's not true. And we start to confuse ourselves. And we start to think, I have the, the one body in history that if I even lose, I, and I hate to be, this is a, a grim, gruesome you know, way to explain this, but if you look at famine situations in history, you never see an overweight person in them. Now, again, I, I'm talking extremes. I know that. But I do this because sometimes we need to think in extremes to break this spell we're in that no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Because more often what I see is that we're not doing the right things consistently to lose the weight. And so we need to clarify that. And a lot of times the reasons we're not doing the right things consistently lose weight is because we're not really motivated. And that's why I ask you that process. And so once you realize, oh, it's because I, I'm not really motivated. Great. Now we're at the right stage because most people, 
think they just are missing the right diet. They think that they, they need to find the right diet to lose the weight. When I find that the number one thing most people have to accomplish is to get genuinely motivated, to be able to experience that level of 10 as if someone was kidnapped without a kidnapping going on. I'm at a level 10 of weight mastery. It is absolutely crucial because to me, think about this. For me, I frame my weight mastery in terms of life and death, almost the same thing where it's like, if I don't master my weight, I could easily die at 54. My dad did. I got high cholesterol. I'm practically a vegan. So for me, it's that, that important. I want to be here. I don't want my kids, my way. Again, I can't control things, but I'm certainly not going to contribute to it. So I am motivated at that 10 level, 10 level to master my weight. It's, it's literally like a, a central focus of my life. It's that important to me as if the kidnapping, it feels like that to me. And so how do you get that motivated? Exactly. Um, that's why in program yourself, then the very first thing we do mindset wise is go through the motivation and we, we fill out your motivation blueprint. But I'm trying to point out that you all aren't probably, if you're not getting the results you want, it's probably first problem is you're not really motivated. You, you again, you, you wish you'd lose weight, you wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just start eating better and losing weight, but you don't really want to. And you got to get very clear on this because if you think you want to lose weight more than anything, you're not doing it. You start telling yourself stories like, oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Hmm, I've tried everything. Nothing works. Uh, that's not true. I've never seen that to be true. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. I've never seen, never, never, never seen anyone who started changing up their behaviors, not lose weight. And I know it's harder and easier for people too, by the way. I want to be crystal clear. Some people lose weight quickly. Some people lose weight slowly. So there's no doubt about that. Um, but we all have our own unique challenges that we got to deal with. Okay. But yeah, how do you get that motivated? It's a process. And so Randy, I would have to know you. I could, what motivates me isn't going to motivate you. That's the point. And I think a lot of people out here making a big mistake. I think this is the biggest mistake of weight loss, I believe, is there's a lot of people walking around thinking they're motivated when they're not is what I truly believe. And, um, but th that's what, once you realize that, at least you know that's the problem. So I wouldn't start another diet until you're truly genuinely motivated. Why do you wanna lose weight? And I think you're gonna find you don't have any really compelling reasons. Why? Because you've been conditioned by the diet industry to have shitty reasons. You know what your main reason to wanna lose weight is, I bet? I don't even know you and I bet I can tell you, you wanna look better, right? Why do I know that? Because every diet ad you've seen and you've seen millions and millions of them, is the before and after picture and how long it took to go from one to the other. And so you think about weight loss as looking better, which is a superficial goal. And in the science of motivation, that's called an extrinsic goal. It's the weakest form of motivation. And so you're relying on the weakest form of motivation to change something that takes a lot of motivation to change. And uh, that's your core problem, you know, right at the core of it, you know? Yeah, you want to feel better. You want to be, you know, again, so how do you tap into that motivation? You need to bring more than looking. Um, you know, you know, maybe if you're like, like if you're a, a professional model or something. Um, yeah, yeah. So Randy says I'm very big and it's more about airplane seats and stuff like that. Yeah, but Randy, you've habituated to that. You've probably been very big for a long time. You don't like it. Again, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you that you don't like being overweight. Um I will, so let me tell you about how to get motivated. What, what we do in the program, and it's, again, it's hard to, I'm going to sit here and explain an hour class you know, now, but the basic gist of it is that what, what motivates us is pain and pleasure, using both of those. And I think a mistake people make is they try and rely on pain too much because your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism. So use it uses the pain and the pleasure. So the pain that you experience from being overweight, the problem most likely, if you've been overweight for a long time, 
you know it's painful. You think about it all the time, it's painful for sure. But metaphorically, the pain is like you're carrying a big, heavy backpack around full of heavy bricks. And it's like you're, you're sludging along and you know it's painful. You're like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. And you don't like it and it's miserable, but you've gotten used to it. You've habituated to it. And the difference we want to do in the program is we want to make the pain sharp like a knife because the heavy backpack, you've kind of gotten used to carrying. You don't like it, but you can do it. If I started, if I poke you in the side with a knife, you're going to respond and take action. That's the level of pain we got to get to. And then most importantly, though, we really got to build up the pleasure because your brain is a pleasure seeking mechanism. This is why you're struggling with the weight in the first place, because the food is your main source of pleasure. So we need to reframe this process as one of you achieving more pleasure, experiencing more pleasure right from the start. A big problem with the diet is you're holding off all the pleasure to some future distance. And so we have a future discounting bias in our minds where that doesn't work well. So we need to start feeling pleasure now. But motivation all comes down to strategically using pain and pleasure to keep yourself motivated at a very high level. And once you're truly motivated, as Jemmy was saying, once you, you know, again, and it's just a thought experiment, but once you get to that level, I wouldn't eat. That's a level, once you get yourself that motivated, everything else becomes a lot easier. Because how easy or difficult something is, is directly related to how motivated you are. And so once you get the motivation piece proper, everything else flows a lot easier, you know? So yeah, but, but it's a, it's a process of, again, it's, it's for you, right? So Randy, you got different motivation than other people, but the airplane seats, the rest of it, that's been miserable for a long time. And I know you don't like it, but it's just part of like, mm, that that's me. That that's kind of, that's, that's what I do. It's the heavy backpack. I don't like it, but that that's that. And so it's um it, we've got to reframe it because that's not enough motivation even anyways um and which brings me to the next step so again as i was saying in the program yourself then there's the weight mastery blueprint mindset lifestyle eating mindset's the most important piece the first thing we focus on is the motivation and we take through the pain and pleasure process like i talked about the second thing which is really the start of the process because the motivation is just i always use it metaphorically it's the engine that drives the process and if you have a lot of motivation, it's like having a giant engine in your car. You go really fast, really quick, all the rest of it. But the work really starts by focusing on your self-image. And I'm, I'm saying this for you, Randy, specifically, because if you've been overweight for a long time, that has become your identity. And while you may not like being overweight and all the things that it brings with you, you don't like it, but you're familiar with it. And when we're familiar with something, that's very important to our minds because our self-image is how we identify as a person in the world. And even if you don't like it, you know that you can, you know how to get through the world that way, right? So there might be self-deprecation. There might be jokes you make. There might be like how you, know, you interact with different people. And the weight's front and center. Being overweight's a central part of that. So to all of a sudden be a person who is, I, I have a client like this. She's dealing with obesity. And so- she, she said yesterday, she wrote to me, she got, I got to my lowest point I've been at as an adult and I instantly wanted to overeat. And so you have to understand that if you've been overweight for a long time, this is true for everyone, but especially been overweight for a long time, your self-image and identity is such a huge part of this process. And part of your identity for so long has been someone who wants to lose weight. But all of a sudden being at your goal weight, being thin and healthy, it's, it's what you want on one level, but subconsciously it's scary because it's an unknown. It's like you want it, but it's also all of a sudden it's a different version of you in the world and it's a little scary. So again, we want to take that into account. Again, we, that's another thing we deal with in the program, but it's something you got to think about. Um, 
yeah, Jemmy says, I like how you talk about taking care of the mood. Exactly. In the program, we, we talk about the weight mastery formula. And so there's your weight and what, in, so, so it's a backwards formula. I don't have space here to do it. So your weight's created by your behaviors, right? Specifically, your eating primarily and your lifestyle factors. We all know this. And so what my, most people do is they focus on their eating and maybe their exercising and they force themselves to follow a diet or workout plan with their willpower so they can change their weight. But program yourself then goes a level deeper. And what we focus on is your state. And your state's really two things. What you notice on the surface is your mood. And what is creating the mood below that is your thinking. And so, again, if you're in a more grounded, calm, relaxed, optimistic, hopeful mood in general, like if I could just tap you on the head with a magic wand and all of a sudden you were 50% more relaxed, calm, grounded, motivated, focused, um, peaceful, you'd start losing weight most likely because most of your eating issue is emotional eating. And so if we calmed and cooled down those emotions, we calmed and cooled down your nervous system so you could think more clearly or more aware and connected to your goals, you're naturally gonna start behaving in a way that causes you to lose weight. You know, There's strategies as well we focus on too, but, but you're right, Jimmy, the, the mood is the, the key thing. If I could just magically change your mood, which I can, by the way, I can change your mood. Um, if you listen to that hypnosis session, the new thin me, That'll change your mood, you know? And if I worked with you one-on-one, I could change your mood and lickety split, no problem. The thing is, you've got to learn how to change your mood. That, that's why, again, program yourself then, it's right in the title. You have to learn how to program yourself then. You need to learn how to run your own mind to program your subconscious mind because I can do it through hypnosis, but it's kind of, you know, it's the cliche, like give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime, you know? And so it's, um, it's really about, you learning how to do it for yourself. And the good news is it's not rocket science. It's really not. It's just, you've just never been taught it. You know, so it's just like, it's an unknown to you right now, but it's not rocket science. It's pretty easy. Um, but when you know how to get yourself to feel better in the moment, when you can feel better without needing food, see, that's one of your problems. Again, I said emotional eating is one of your biggest, it's your biggest challenge. I'm just going to say that. Um, and it's the biggest challenge because you don't know how to genuinely deal with your emotions. You've got shitty emotions you don't know how to deal with. Um, you were brought up where you couldn't show emotions. Uh, and you, so you, you are basically using food to manage your emotions. And so once you know how to genuinely deal with your emotions, you don't need the food to do that. And that makes it easier as well. But again, it's lots of different things I'm saying. You're hearing me saying a lot of different things because it's a comprehensive approach. There's not just one thing. You know, I, I wish there was. If there was, I would tell it to you. But there's not. It's a, it's a number of things. Um, yeah, Randy says, I've actually convinced myself that I don't really mind at a certain level. Yeah, exactly, Randy. That's that psychological immune system I'm talking about. I was talking about that earlier. So if you've been overweight for a long time, again, you got to make sense of the world. You say, I'm, I'm a, just as worthy as anyone else. It doesn't matter about my weight. And so that becomes, you know, that's like the body, body positivity movement. I'm kind of like half with it and half not. Like, I love the part that, you know, it, it, the weight thing is so crazy in 2024 because we've gotten so enlightened in so many ways to accept people, all different people. But I swear like, like weight, weight and height, to be honest, people are dickheads about weight and, and height. And it's just, it's, it's so crazy to me. But, um, so it created an opposite of effect because if you're living in this world where you're constantly feeling, you know, like you're feeling people are making fun of you or you feel less than because of your weight, what you start to do in your mind 
and you may even believe it to some degree, but to some part of you says, no, I'm still a good person, even though I'm, I'm overweight. And so that's necessary, right? Because you, you are just as good person. Just because you're dealing with obesity doesn't make you any less of a person. It's so, that's the fucking worst part of the weight piece is that it shows up on you. Everyone's walking around fucked up in different ways, but most of the fucked up ways don't show up visually. You know, at least not till the end, maybe. And so the weight's just right there. And so it's no different than anyone else. It's just a different flavor of, of you know, challenge for you. And so, but but in this society, it's it's hard, right? It's a hard thing to deal with. And so in your mind, though, as you start, it, it can go kind of two ways where you start, no, I'm still a good person. I'm still, you know, my weight doesn't define me, all this stuff here. But then you can start to be like, you know what? I don't really mind it. It's, it's okay. I can still be a good person. So... I, I, the body positivity stuff, I love the piece of it where they unchain themselves from the weight affecting how they think about themselves and feel about themselves. I'm all for that piece. I'm not for the piece that says being obese is healthy. It is not. I've not seen any evidence that being obese is healthy. So for me, what, what I want to do is I want to focus you on your quality of life. And I think your quality of life could be exponentially better. And that's why I like to focus you on not how you look and how people respond to you. Not that piece of it as much as how you feel about yourself when you start nourishing yourself, when you start dealing with your emotions genuinely, when you start moving your life in a direction where it starts to feel like you're alive again and you look forward to things and you free yourself of all the bullshit of the weight and you start to live a real authentic life. And I think that's a more compelling goal than I just want to lose weight, you know? So I get it, Randy, but, but yeah, I'm glad you realized that because you got a sense of intuition in you that's really going to be useful because the more you pay attention to those little subtle beliefs we hold that may be counterintuitive and may seem illogical, a lot of our thinking is illogical and irrational. That, that's a, such a cornerstone of the Program Yourself Thin program because your subconscious mind's irrational. You know, so again, understanding your mind is obviously helpful to, to change your weight. Um, Christine says, definitely about mood and if you're happy with who you are, it starts with a peace of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, <laughs> Astrid, what's up? Back on the bike. That's awesome. Again, since two weeks. That's great, Astrid. You know, and by the way, though, like that's how it is, Astrid, right? We get, we get into things and then sometimes they fade and then we go back to it. But we're not starting from scratch. You're starting from experience now. And so now getting back on it again, it solidifies it even more as a habit. So great job, Astrid. That's super. Um, you're spot on, Jim. Thank you, Dr. Mom. I appreciate you saying that. Um, user says, I board eat. So if I'm sitting for any reason or not motivated, I board eat. Yeah, yeah. So in the program, we would focus on that as your worst eating habit. And we would dial in on that because there's different flavors of boredom eating and it's happening at certain times. But again, the solution is not to stop your boredom eating. The solution is to find more interesting things to do. You see? And so again, the, the emotional eating is always a symptom of something deeper we want to just go past the emotional eating. We want to understand it in service of figuring out what the real problem is. And then we want to go to work on finding that solution. Just stopping emotional eating is just like, it's like putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound. It, it doesn't solve the problem. It just kind of hides it. It's like when your car is making some shitty noise, you just turn the radio up loud, right? So, so just stopping emotional eating, just stopping binge eating, it's not solving the core problem. You know, so again, if you're a boredom eater, what I want to know, and I'm so excited about is that, okay, I got these moments in my life where I feel really bored. And so now I ask the question, how do I want to feel? I want to feel interested. I want to feel excited. I want to have things I'm looking forward to. Well, what are some things I can do? I know you don't have those answers right now, but you're never going to get to those answers either unless you start asking more solution-oriented questions that are specifically related to the genuine solution of dealing with that. Um, Yeah. True. I have to find the motivation to be more active. Um, 
Yeah, kind of. It's a little bit of both, though. It's, it is a bit of motivation to be more active. That's part of it. It's always motivation and strategy, you know? So it's not, it's not always just motivation because if your definition of active is like, oh, I got to drive half an hour to the gym and then go through traffic and then uh, I hate working out. I hate doing that class. So if your definition of exercise and being more active is something you hate doing, um, there's, you, you don't want to rely on motivation to do that. So it's, it's a little bit of both. We want to be motivated and get ourselves motivated to do things, but we also want to work on the strategy side and make it as easy as possible for us to do it. We want to set ourselves up for success. So remember, there's both sides to that. Make it really easy to be active. And that usually means we, we kind of lower our expectations a little bit. Make it easy to be active so that it, you want to do it and it's easy. And then start to build up that habit. All right. So I hope that helps you out. Um, all right, everyone. We're going to get out of here. Again, if you are not in my world, please go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the video I made for you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, um, read the emails I send you, listen to the... Uh, you know, listen to the podcast I have uh, every weekday. We're doing these, and uh, what else is there? Yeah, YouTube got a YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, so user says, "Nope, lol." Just want to have more motivation and energy to even not come home from work and lay down. Um, okay, yeah, but but user, what I'm saying is, right now your whole focus is, I don't want to come home and be tired and just lay down. So, like, you don't have any alternative that's very inspiring. It sounds like. You see, this is why, uh, here we go. But our subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Okay, y'all know where I'm going with this. If I tell you not to think about a banana, you're thinking about a banana. And so if all you're doing is say, okay, I, I, I'm just so tired of going home and I just lay down on the sofa. I'm so tired from work and I just lay on the sofa like a piece of shit. I'm so sick of being just a piece of shit. I could go home and I'm so unmotivated. And I, I just want to stop being unmotivated and going home. Just, I'm so bored. I'm just eating out of boredom. I'm a boredom eater. I got to stop boredom eating. I got to stop being lazy when I get home. I just wish I had the motivation to, to do something, right? It's like there's no ray of hope in that way of thinking, you know? And so when we focus, when our... And we do this intuitively, that, that we make the goal to not do the bad thing. I, I, I got to make sure I stop eating cookies. I just want to stop eating cookies. I got to stop eating ice cream. But what it does is it focuses on that thing. So I would suggest to user is that you take a few moments and think about what's an alternative you could do when you get home. What's something easy and simple that would be interesting to you to do, make you feel good? Because right now, I bet there's nothing there. And so what you're doing is you're expecting that when you get home tired and exhausted and you start moving into your after-work routine, that you think you're magically, spontaneously going to come up with some great idea to do. And if you don't have an idea that's that's viable, you're not going to think about it in that moment. So the time to think about it is now. What's something you could do in the afternoon? What's something you could do after work that's more interesting than just sitting on the sofa and laying down? You know, and that's the first step, you know? Yeah, walking is the easiest to move for sure, for sure. Um, I love walking. And again, I like walking as, uh, again, it, it's not just about calories, folks. You know what I mean? Walking's great because it does burn some calories. But more importantly, it really is beneficial for your mindset and your emotions. And that's going to support better eating. All right. Um, yeah, Astrid, well, we'll see you tonight. Yeah, we'll see you in an hour and a half, right? We're gonna call it. I'm so screwed up to this week. Um, it's a weird week for me. But all right, everyone. Uh, yeah, so, so have a super, super day. We'll talk soon and uh, have a great day.